Morning, everybody. How are you doing? Would you like to stand to your feet? Let's take a couple of moments to pray and shake the week off. Let's turn our attention to Jesus this morning and take a moment to open our hearts to Him. Father, I thank You that we can gather this morning so freely. I thank You that we can come here, that uh, we can put aside the things of the week. And this morning we choose to do that. We choose to put all those things that perhaps we carried in here down, push them to the side. And Lord, this morning we declare that our focus is You. We turn our attention to You. We turn our hearts to You. We open our hearts toward You. And Lord, I'd ask this morning that every person would know your presence. Holy Spirit, you are most welcome here. We take a moment to become aware of your presence in this place. And we say welcome. So as we turn to you today, I ask that you would find our praise, you would find our worship an attractive offering to you. That you would revel in the praises of your people this morning. And it's our privilege to give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing, God is in. God is in.
Say hello to two or three people as you take a seat this morning. Great to see you out. Found your way through the fog. Excellent. Well, welcome. It's great to have you here this morning. Great to see you out. If you're visiting this morning, a very warm welcome to you. We'd like to give you a little pack. It's got a little bit of information in it, uh, free coffee after the service. Uh, in a second, I'll get you to give me a wave if you're visiting. And um, my prayer is that you feel welcome this morning, that you enjoy our service, and that uh, you get to connect with a few people that perhaps you haven't met before. If you are visiting, can you give me a little wave, and we'll, we'll get a pack to you, and that would be cool quiet this morning. Very quiet. Very, very quiet. That's cool. Well, we're going to have a great time together. It is fantastic this morning to have Pastor Steve Graham with us. Really consider Pastor Steve as a part of the family at Activate. And it's so good to have you with us today, Steve. We look forward to uh, what you'll bring shortly. But uh, we are going to have a, a great day today. I'm full of expectancy, I've got to say. Who's had a birthday or an anniversary in the last week? Oh, Linda. No, not Linda. Jessica. Happy birthday. Why don't you come down the front here? Come down.
come down the front and see me. Any, anybody else had a birthday this week? Only Jessica. She's going to be good. Yeah, come on, come down the front. Come and stand with me. What about anniversaries? Any anniversaries in the last week? It's the winter months, eh? No one got married in the winter. No, no more birthdays? Fantastic. Church, why don't we jump to our feet and we're going to pray God's blessing over these guys. You got chocolates, eh? Fantastic. Ready? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy birthday, guys. It's great. Give me a big hand. Well, this morning, I'm um, pleased to be able to introduce Christine Shirley, and she's going to come and share a testimony with us about God's goodness. Why don't you give her a hand as she comes? Fantastic. Good morning. I'm Christine Shirley. <laughs> no, no, no. Just there, just to put this one. <clears throat> Next door to where we live, our neighbours run a charity that um, rehomes cats and kittens. And we are used to the cars coming and going of the customers and the volunteers. And my story happened on Boxing Day that's just been. And I knew that the family were away. And so when the volunteer lady turned up in her car, I took my courage by my hands and decided I'd have a conversation with her. Um, and when you're meeting someone for the first time, you exchange pleasantries, which we did. And then we exchanged a bit of information and then I asked her, it was a really good question for that day, how did you spend Christmas? And we carried on talking for a bit longer and she went back to doing her work with the cats and the kittens. And I went inside and I was really upset. And something inside me had reacted, I'm thinking, how could anybody spend Christmas Day cleaning out kitty litter and doing gardening and the meal that they had was a sandwich? And brains take a long time to tick over and I had to think about this and had a chat with Graham and a bit later on I went back over and I decided I'd take some more courage by my hands and went next door again and I said to this lady, how would you like to come to our place for lunch? And she was surprised and she was shocked and she started making excuses. She said she had far too much work to do and so I put a little bit of pressure on, like you do, and uh, said, are you sure? It would be no trouble, we'd love to have you. And she said, oh, oh well, okay, but I can only spare 15 minutes. <laughs> well, that was all right, so um, I thought, well, I'll tell you what, when everything's ready, I'll come get you and you can come and stay for 15 minutes and that'll be just fine. Now, I don't know about you, but um, Christmas dinner, no, um, Boxing Day dinner at our place is Christmas dinner mark two. Uh, Christmas dinner mark two, it's, it's the same dinner as the day before, only without the fuss and without fretting. And so I set the table nicely and we were having our daughter to come over, so she came and set the table for six, put all the food out, and then at the right time I went over and invited this lady to come. And she came and she walked in through the door and she took one look at the meal and she said, I can't eat a meal like that. I'm in my work clothes. 
And I laughed at her and I said, I'm in my gardening clothes. <laughs> and we sat down and we had this meal together. And we shared information about each other. We learned about her and she learned about us. She learned that we were a Christian family amongst many things that we talked about. And she stayed a lot longer than 15 minutes. So I'm here to tell you today that um, the church in action or Christianity in action is having a Christmas dinner in your gardening clothes on Boxing Day with a stranger. Fantastic. Thank you. Isn't that good? It's excellent, isn't it? Great. Actually, I was going to shift this. We don't need to. Dave, why don't you come and read the scripture to us? Can I encourage you? Dave's going to read the psalm this morning, and then at the end of the psalm, take some time and reflect on the scripture. Allow yourself, the words will be on the screen, allow yourself just to get involved in the words of the scripture and really start to pull out what God's saying to you this morning. Thanks, Dave. Just still our hearts and minds as we read God's word. Psalm 14, the psalm of David. Only fools say in their heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks God. But no, all have turned away. All have become corrupt. Not one does good not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy and Israel will rejoice. Let us dwell on his word. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us this morning. Thank you, Lord. When you're ready, stand to our feet.
You are beautiful, Lord. You are holy, Lord. You are glorious, Lord. You are wonderful, Lord. Lord, you are with us. You are above all and in all and with us. Praise you, Lord. There is no one like you. None like you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord.
church about when we sing, sing like never before it's not necessarily about singing extra loud like never before it's about today today we make a decision to sing and worship our God today because today hasn't happened before we're in this moment right now and like never before we sing we worship our God we bless his name so let's just Sing that song, not the whole song, just the chorus one more time. And make a decision today. I'm going to sing like never before because it is now. I'm going to worship. I'm going to choose to worship this morning. Come on. So bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, sing it out. Worship. Yes, Lord, I choose to bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, I worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh, my soul, I worship Your We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We live 
give our lives to you. Praise you. Praise you. I wonder if you could name off 20 things this morning. We just said we'll worship you for 10,000 reasons. But I wonder if you could name 20 things. Do it. You don't have to do it out loud. Count them though. Name 20 things that you're grateful to God for. 20 things that would cause you to worship Him this morning. your brain a little, don't you? 20 is quite a lot. Father, I pray we'd be known as a thankful people. Father, I pray that when we have the opportunity to give you thanks, it would literally roll off our tongues. Father, we wouldn't have to scrape for 20 things, but we'd go, only 20? this morning that you'd stir our hearts that you would bring things to the surface that we are so grateful for that perhaps we don't even realise we take for granted Father we thank you for peace I thank you for your kindness I thank you for your mercy Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your counsel, for your companionship, for your courage, for your calm. I thank you for provision. I thank you for provision of housing, of transportation, of clothing, of food. I thank you for relationship. I thank you for friends. I thank you for family. I thank you for their health. I thank you for your provision toward them. I thank you for the ability to be able to speak to you. I thank you for the ability to be able to hear your voice. I thank you for the ability to come and worship together today. I thank you for the ability of being able to sit in stillness. And acknowledge that you are God. I thank you for creation. The colour of the trees. I thank you for the sky. The rain. The sun. The moon. I thank you for fishing. There is so much we can thank you for, Lord. Today we choose to thank you because you are. You are. It's good to give him thanks. Yeah, grab a seat. Well, in a moment, I'm going to introduce Pastor Steve. But before I do, I did forget a couple of things earlier. And that is, um, we've got Activate DNA. If you're new to Activate Church and you've, you want to know more about who we are and where we're going and, and what God's doing, um, 
you really need to go to an Activate DNA class, and that's happening during the next service. And um, Pastor Ray is going to be leading that this morning. So during the next service, I encourage you, if you've got time, to stay on and uh, over the break, and then we'll let you know when it starts um, nearer the start of the next service. It would be great if you could go and do that. I actually think every person who's part of the church needs to do that because things change, things move on and, you, and change and direction kind of evolves and all these kind of things. And it's very easy to assume things that just aren't correct and you'll get some information there and you'll be encouraged to ask questions. You'll have a great time actually. It's always fun. Other thing is next Sunday we've got baptisms and all the services scheduled. So if you haven't been baptized and you want to be baptized, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ and you haven't been baptized, you need to be baptized. Uh, next week's a great opportunity for that, and you could um, you could just let the office know that that's going to happen during the week, and we'll get someone to chat with you, make sure uh, we're doing everything we can to help you on the journey, but it would be lovely. I know we've got a few people lined up already, so that'll be exciting. Also, this coming Tuesday night, we have Momentum Prayer. So from 7 till 9, first hour will be in the foyer. You can drink coffee together and tea and all that kind of stuff, ask questions about what's happening in the life of the church and uh, enjoy that and then pray together for the second hour um, in here. So that's this Tuesday night from 7 to 9. One other thing I want to tell you about is out on the pin to the glass in the foyer this morning, there's a whole lot of sign-up sheets. And we've got areas all around the life of the church that need you. They need you to make them fly. They need you to uh, really get involved and make Activate Church a wonderful church to journey with and a wonderful place for, for new people, for visitors to come into. And you'll see out there, there's a list of lots and lots of opportunities. Can I encourage you to get involved? Put your name down. Some of them um, are very small roles. Others are larger roles. But we've got more than enough people, if we just stick our hand up, to, to more than cover all of our needs, and I really encourage you to get involved. It's great. It's great doing life together, and it's great making it happen together. If you think of Phil Strong this morning as the service goes on, pray for him. He's in Tikafara. So that's it. That's all the bits I forgot. Well, it's great to have Pastor Steve Graham with us this morning, and um, I've known Steve for a long time now. I would say I've known him since we both had hair, but that would be a lie. But, but I've known him for a long, long time, and uh, we had the privilege of working together in Christchurch, and we've journeyed over the years. We now serve together in our national leadership of our national movement, and um, I really don't need to introduce him too much, do I, because he's fairly regular here. But it's absolutely great to have you with us, Steve, and I'm really encouraged uh, or looking forward to what God's going to say through you today. And so make yourself at home. It's your place. Have some fun. Challenge us. Whatever God puts on your heart, go for it. Bless you. How about give me a big hand? Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Hello, Trevor and Margaret. Good to see you. Brent, I saw Brent Weaver down the back. Good day. Lots of people. Hey, it's, it's uh, wonderful to be here. And um, at Active, I haven't been here since it's Activate, and I haven't been to the night this 9am chapel service, and uh, it's just a wonderful spirit here. It's probably been these angels sitting around in heaven bored for a generation, going, "Come on, someone do something new," and now they got something to something to do with this wonderful presence of just. 
combination of reflective and acoustic, but the Holy Spirit's presence and stuff, and um, I think it's pretty cool. I'd like to come to this service. Awesome. Hey, um, uh, this morning, uh, I want to talk about uh, impediments to being activated. So this is Activate Church, right? Good. And so I want to talk about uh, the idea of uh, that there might maybe there's some impediments, and this morning maybe God would might want to remove some impediments to being activated. Uh, my machine's not going to work. Try again. There. So I've, I looked on your website. You've seen this stuff before. So you're about activating. Our desire is to activate community transformation. Is that what you're about? Yep, there's four people here that are about that, trying to activate community transformation. So I see that um, Jesus wasn't just about um, talking, but he wanted to activate. So I don't know, that, that word kind of crops up a bit. We experience the love of God. We share the love and goodness of God. That's why we activate people. Activated people lead to activated families. That leads to activated communities, cities, and nations. So you're all about activating something, making something happen. Is that right? Awesome, awesome. Well, um, and then we, and then it finishes. We warmly invite you to join this community of genuine God-honoring people and start on an activated journey. So you've been invited to be activated. Is that right? Awesome. So what goes wrong with that? Because I reckon sometimes, I want to talk about impediments. I found this is a whole lot of synonyms. Impediment is a hindrance or obstruction in doing something. So these are some of the synonyms. Hindrance, obstruction, obstacle, barrier, bar, handicap, block, check, curb, break, restraint, restriction, limitation, encumbrance, goes on and on and on. See, I reckon it's like this. Has anyone ever done, I don't, probably no one's stupid enough to do this, but tried to drive with the handbrake on? So you go to activate the car, but the more you push down, there's just no momentum to it, is it? You have to keep activating, and as soon as you stop kind of actively activating, you just sense that there's something holding you back. And, it's, and so the answer is less about pushing down the accelerator as release the handbrake. There's, a, there's an impediment to the activation. And, and, and so the task of activating is less about putting in more activation and more about removing an impediment. Is that right? Okay. Second example, last Christmas we had our extended family at our place for Christmas uh, lunch, and my wife did this first time, tried to do this big stuffed turkey. Well, she did do a great stuffed turkey. The only problem is she put all the stuff down the waste disposal that blocked it. So Christmas Day, extended family, lots of relatives, and the kitchen sink's now blocked. Now, there wasn't a problem with the, with the what do you call the thing that minces up the waste thingy? That was fine. That was reactivated. You push the switch and it grinds. The problem was there was a blockage somewhere. So we had to get a plumber out Christmas Day. And with him, we were kind of soaring through various pipes, trying to find the block. And once the block was gone, then there was no problem with the activation. The problem was there was a blockage in the system. And we had to get rid of the impediment. Having your handbrake on in the car, having a block... In the system, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a science electrician kind of guy, but I understand there are things called resistors. Is that right? In electrical circuits, and what do they do? They they block, they resist the flow of current, and they generate heat. Is that right? Okay, I might let that one go because I'm going to get myself in trouble there. But do you get the picture? Sometimes in life, 
the secret to activation is not so much finding something more to get us going. It's about actually removing the impediments and the blocks. The reason I say this is I'm quite good friends now with the guy, um, Byron Marchant, who runs the youth for Equippers Church in, in Auckland. And I was talking to him, and he was saying that um, he said one of the things that, uh, so last year the youth kind of trebled in size. He said one of the things that pennies that dropped in his mind was um, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe the issue is not me trying to fire up all these youth. Maybe that's not that hard to do. I mean, the gospel hasn't changed, has it? Jesus still died on the cross and rose. That hasn't changed. The Holy Spirit's still here. The gospel still works. People are still hungry. People are, so maybe, maybe it's the, the secret's not so much that I have to work harder to activate. Maybe I have to think about what's blocking the natural momentum of this thing from taking off. And he actually put more, more effort into removing the impediments to activation than looking for more secrets to activate. What do you reckon? So if you're going to be activated, I wonder what the impediments are that are stopping what is actually a normal gospel process of activation. And I wonder if we directed our, intention, our attention to the impediments that are stopping us from being activated, whether we might get somewhere. Uh, this morning, no, I want to I wanna try it. This might be a bit hard on a Sunday morning. It was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit foggy driving down. I don't know, is it foggy in people's heads at this time of the morning? I want to try, try and weave together two Bible stories to look at some impediments to activation. One is a story from the Old Testament, the story of Gideon, and then I want to try and weave that in with a story that Jesus told that's really familiar, the parable of the talents, and see in these two stories, there are some common principles of impediments to activation. And I wonder, and, and my hope, I wonder this morning if God could, in a sense, take the handbrake off. Take, take the blockage out of something in our mind or in our heart so that actually when Pastor Sheridan or Pastor Jan gets up and just announces the simple eternal truths of the gospel, there's a natural flow to the activation and it's not hitting a resistance in here and in here that we have to keep pushing and pushing and trying to activate. Is that okay? So this is the story of Gideon. So the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in this place that belonged to this place, to this place. And when his son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress to keep it from the Midianites. This, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. That sounds like activation talk, doesn't it? The angel of the Lord came to Gideon and said, I'm going to activate you, Gideon. You're going to be a legend. I'm going to push the activate button, and you're going to go firing out of this thing, and you're going to make a difference. Is that, that's a paraphrase of that. Is that all right? But God came to activate Gideon. So what happened? I, lo I love this phrase. I've ne kind of never seen it before. Pardon me? Like that part, it just this activation, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. It's like, excuse me? Like, what are you talking about? It's a, he, it hits this resistance. It hits a block. There's a handbrake on. Gideon, pardon me, my Lord. 
But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. That's handbrake talk. That's block talk. That's resistor talk. Pardon me? Uh, And so God has to come again and deals with this. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strengths you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending? If we go back... I'm going to unpack this in a minute, but the, the mind block was his understanding around how God works. It was like, the Lord is with you, Gideon. He goes, no, no, but I have this mindset. If God is with us, everything is going to be going well, and it's all going to be sweet, and God's favor is just all around. And, and, and the mind block was, no, 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 I'm activating you to be the answer to this. But if we have a mindset that God's favor just drops all around us, rather than the way that God works, kingdom language, is God activates you to be the answer to the issue. So the very thing that should have been, the, the very thing that was his resistance should have been his sense of call to momentum. Man, there's all this stuff going on all around me. It's not going well. Yeah, I'm sending you. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of this. Am I not sending you? But the initial thing was, excuse me, God's not around. God's not doing stuff. The place is a mess. It's not happening. And he's going, yeah, that's why I'm activating you. There's actually a whole kingdom understanding that how the kingdom works is not God's favor just falling from heaven, but that he activates you and I to be the person who unleashes his goodness in the world. And if we have a wrong mindset, it's like the handbrake. No, 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 but but I'm not seeing God at work. Yeah, I know, because I'm activating you to be the one who unleashes God at work. There's a whole thing of taking responsibility in this. And so then, okay, I got past that resistance, but then there's another one. Notice the same phrase again. So God has just said, am I not sending you? comes up again. Pardon me? Excuse me? He said, another wall. Gideon replied, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. So, oh, I'm not seeing God there. I can't do it. Yes, you're the one who's going to do it. Second resistance. Oh, the sense of insecurity, inferiority, and lack of... I can't do it. I don't have enough to do Yes, you can do it because I'm with you. Again, the second block to activation. And then you go through this long thing that Gideon, uh, basically you see it taps into this whole fear. Gideon says, look, if I found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really, really you talking to me. And so he goes and prepares an offering, um, brings out the offering, the angel kind of touches it, it all burns up, flames and fire. And Gideon realized it was the angel of the Lord. He exclaimed, alas, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. The Lord said to him, peace, don't be afraid. You are not going to die. Like, why would I kill you? I've just commissioned you to go and save the nation. But he hits this. So he first of all has to get past this mindset that God's just going to do it. No, no, I'm calling you to do it, Gideon. Then, oh, you mean it's on me? but I can't do it. I don't have enough resources. I'm the least. Yes, you can. I'm with you. 
And then his final resistance is just this fear in his life that he's not really confident that God has got his back. He's not really confident that God's not going to turn on him. He's not really confident that if he courageously steps out, God's going to be with him. And you so this see this comes again when God commissions him to go out and tear down these altars, and then it just says it up there. He did it at night because he was afraid. And then beyond that, you know the famous thing with Gideon. Well, I, if you're going to do this, look, I'm going to pull out this pull out this fleece. Let there be dew on the fleece, but not on the uh, not on the ground. And then that happens, and then. Do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Puts it out again, wants it around the other way. It's just timidity and fear. Yes, he's scared of the people, but ultimately he's scared of God. He doesn't think God's got his back. And so I, I, I want to I talk about these three impediments to you being activated this morning. A mindset just of receiving rather than kingdom responsibility will be an impediment to being activated. But secondly, feelings of inadequacy from comparison with others rather than connection with God. And thirdly, basically scared of God letting you down rather than confidence in stepping out in God. I reckon if we could remove those three impediments... When God pushes the activate button, it just flies. It just goes. Because I'm, I'm, the brake's not on. There's not a block in the pipe. There's not a resistor in the system. The activation just happens like it's meant to be. Is that all right? So if we just look at these and see what, what, are, the, um, what are the impediments that God needs to get out of your mind and heart this morning. So, um, and they're all basically around the theme of kingdom stewardship. If I understand kingdom stewardship correctly, then I'm not going to have these impediments to being activated. Is that all right? So, I know you've got these on the wall, but, um, but if these are the values of Activate Churches, the first one is around this kingdom focus. So, I want to look at one of the kingdom parables of Jesus and see how the what he taught there fits precisely into Gideon's situation. Is that okay? Okay. So it's the parable of the talents, which again, many of you will know this. You know, the man going on a journey calls his servants to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he goes on his journey. The one who has five bags puts it to work, gains five more. The one who had two bags gained two more. The one who had the one man who had received one went off, dug a hole, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master comes back, calls him to give accounts. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five. See, I've gained five more. And this is the thing I want to stop and pause on. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Here's a key to how the kingdom works. What's the reward for service in the kingdom? More responsibility. See, in the world, responsibility is a burden. In the kingdom, it's a privilege. In the world... 
responsibility is a burden that you're looking to be relieved of. In the kingdom, it's a reward. It's a privilege. In fact, come and share your master's happiness. It's what makes you happy. Oh, you mean to say now, God, because I've been faithful in doing this, you're asking me to take on that mess of that suburb out there where people are broken and lost and stuff. Fantastic! You mean you're putting that, giving me the responsibility to activate something and be the answer into that situation? Awesome! Can't think of anything better. Thank you, God. Because your master takes responsibility for the whole universe, if you're going to be a kingdom person, if you're going to step into some of his joy and happiness, it's because you sense that he's asking you to step up and be activated to take responsibility to unleash something more of his kingdom. See, here's uh, at uh, the church I'm at in Auckland on Thursday, uh, Wednesday, we just had a vision night, and Pastor Sam Monk said, said this. It, was, it really struck me. He said, you know, people think the blessed life is someone just gives me a car. He said, no, that's the wilderness. When blessing falls out of heaven, the promised land is God gives you resources, you increase them, you grow something, and you buy someone else a car. That's the blessed life. That's the promised land. That's enjoying the sense of responsibility to be the one who's activated to be the answer rather than the passive recipient. The blessed life, the happy life, is responsibility in the kingdom. What do you reckon? Someone looks a bit unsure. The mask with the two bags is the same. Faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Oh, bliss. I served in the under twos. Now Pastor Sheridan wants me to take responsibility for the whole children's ministry. Awesome. I get a chance to be activated at a new scale to unleash God's goodness in a whole new dimension. I get to align myself with a master in heaven who's thinking plans of unleashing goodness in my world. So you go back to um, the book of Judges with Gideon. This is where the story starts. I didn't read this part out, but this was the situation Gideon was confronted with. The Israelites had done evil, but verse 2, because of the power, because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land, ruined the crops all the way to Gaza, did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. What a mess. That's the context in which God, the angel, comes to Gideon and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Do you see why Gideon said, Pardon me? Like, have you not seen my world? In what possible sense is the Lord with me? And God goes, Yeah, I'm with you to be the one activated to change that world. 
rather than thinking, oh, if God's with me, just favor and blessings going to flow all around me. No, the kingdom works that he activates you to be the one that changes your world. Do you see what the impediment is? If we're waiting for favor and blessing to fall from heaven, we just constantly get confused and disappointed and offended. If we have a mindset shift, we understand the joy to be activated to be the one who changes your world. Go in the strength you have and save Israel. God's going, I know it's a mess. That's why I've activated you. If it wasn't a mess, I wouldn't need to activate you. But because it's a mess, I've activated you. Am I not sending you? Do you get it? There's an impediment around our expectation where we fail to take responsibility. We just wait for God to fall blessings out of heaven. And I believe this morning, one of the things God's inviting us to do is allow to, it sounds like a burden, but it's not, allow the sense of responsibility to come on you with the sense of privilege and joy. Wow, he's calling me to take responsibility for this. How awesome is that? He's going to activate me to be the answer. There's these kind of vaguely knowing nods, I think, from some people. I'm being activated. I'm being activated. But there's been an impediment around my understanding of the kingdom. If the first impediment is this mindset that the kingdom is about receiving rather than responsibility, then the second impediment is around this feeling of inadequacy because I compare myself with others rather than the fact that knowing that I'm connected with God. So again, in this one, notice it's the man who has one bag of gold who's struggling. So people think, if, if it was they were afraid of losing what they had, the person with five should have been. It's the person who's, one, who's got one who feels like, the job's too big. I can't do anything. I don't, when I look around, like I don't have the gifts of Pastor Sheridan, I don't have the gifts of Pastor Jan, like I can't do it. And the answer is, you're not responsible for what you don't have. You're responsible to be faithful with what you do have. Here's the interesting thing. If the guy who had five did nothing for three years, the guy who had one and doubled it each year would have overtaken him. But he got trapped saying, I don't have anything to do. I love that story. Everyone has leftovers on Boxing Day, don't they? Everyone could invite one person over to share your leftovers on Boxing Day. One talent, my, left, my Christmas Day leftovers. But I could put them into kingdom use and it would grow and multiply. And then I put that into kingdom use and it would grow and multiply. And I put that into kingdom use and it would grow and multiply. If we're going to... Get, if we're going to be activated, I've got to stop comparing what I don't have compared with others and start using what I do have, what God's put in my hand, and trust Him that that's enough to unleash kingdom activation. How have you been 
how has there been an impediment to your activation? Because you've constantly been looking sideways and going, but I'm not like that, or I can't sing like that, or I can't, or I can't share my faith like that, or I can't pray like that. Rather than going, he's activating me with what I do have. Which was the story in Gideon. Pardon me, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest. I am the least. Gideon's going, you've got the wrong guy. And God's answer is, I am with you. That's all you need to know. I am with you. Use what you do have rather than what you don't have. And I can activate that. Again, it fits in with these values, the sense of being purposed, a sense of being big-hearted, and ultimately this kingdom thing. The kingdom works by God activating people who take responsibility to use what they do have to see something grow for the kingdom. Makes sense? Which kind of leads to the third one. Okay, if I get my mindset right, it's not about just waiting for God to drop things out of heaven. He comes and anoints me to be the one who's activated to unleash God's goodness in our world. Okay, I get that. Now, I get that it's not about what I don't have. It's about what using what I do have. I don't compare myself with other people. I just keep connected with what God has given me. But still there's this thing of just being scared which ultimately, do I really trust the character of God that he's got my back, that he's going to be there for me? If you read about the guy with the one talent, what did he say? I was afraid. I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid. I was afraid of you. I was afraid that I couldn't do what you were going to be asking me to do. I was afraid that you were too demanding and too hard. It's interesting in the parable, the guy replies and says, you wicked and lazy. He says, you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered. See, notice what he didn't say. He never affirms the fact that I was hard. God's not hard. God is a kingdom master who does activate people to produce harvests. But he's not hard because he doesn't expect more than the faithful exercise of what we do have. So the truth is, yes, he does harvest where he hasn't sown because he sows into you and he activates you to be the one who goes and sows. But he's not hard. And he's not harsh. And you don't have to be scared of him. And you don't have to be scared that you won't do enough. You should have just put the money with the bankers because I am in the business of generating a harvest. I am in the business of activating harvest. That's kingdom focused. But it's not harsh. And notice with Gideon, uh, the same thing. He's terrified. Don't be afraid. You are not going to die. I'm not going to destroy you doing this. And again, Gideon... Uh, goes on with those other things around the, you know, putting out the fleece. Oh, I'm not totally sure this is God. Oh, I need another, I need another sign, God. I need another sign. I need another sign. He's butting up against an impediment of a lack of confidence that just says there's a kingdom focus 
of a responsibility where God activates me, where I put to work what I do, and God's got my back, and He's going to smile on my endeavors because He's a God who looks for a harvest. When we step out and, and sow the seed that He's given us, What's the impediment that's stopping you being activated this morning? Because activation's not hard. The gospel has worked for 2,000 years. Jesus reigns on high. The Holy Spirit's been poured out. People have a God-sized vacuum in their hearts. People are looking for purpose. People are hungry to know destiny. What's the impediment? Where's the handbrake? I reckon we need to spend as much time thinking about removing the impediments as we do about activating, because there's not much use keeping putting your foot on the accelerator when the handbrake's on. Can I ask you to stand? Maybe I could, uh, can I get the musicians back up? And can I invite you to, however you kind of open to God, if that's close your eyes, raise a hand or two, sit, whatever you do to open to God. Can I encourage you to experience something that maybe that you've never experienced before, which is the privilege of God laying responsibility on you? He loves ruling the universe. And you're his friend. So he would love to share the joy of giving you some part of that responsibility and when you look at the world go but God's not out there it's a mess there are so many challenges yeah I know that's why I'm sending you that's why I'm activating you Holy Spirit I ask that your presence would come now and a sense of your joy and your peace on people's lives as they are activated to take responsibility for unlocking, unlocking the goodness of the kingdom in some part of their world. Father, I pray that people might receive a bit of a download from heaven Oh, wow, it's my job to make the difference. The bigger the challenge, it's just the sign that he's activating you. And then maybe if there's that impediment that just says, Lord, but I just, I don't have the ability, I can't do it. 
I just encourage you to open again to Him and see what, yeah, what's He put in your hands. All He's asking is you be faithful to put that to work. Share the Boxing Day leftovers. Because He's with you in that. It's just a freedom, maybe, for some of you from that impediment, that uh, the paralyzing comparison of with other people. That's not how the kingdom works. You're free to put to work what He has given you, not to fret about what He hasn't given you. Father, I pray just be a wave of your freedom would touch people. then when you push the activate button, there's just this spontaneous surge forward. Yeah, of course, God. Rather than that paralyzing, pardon me? Pardon me, Lord? And finally, God, I pray there might be a revelation of the kind of the smiling joy of the Master. be scared of failure mistakes we wouldn't have to keep asking I need another sign, I need another sign I need another sign, I'm scared that it wouldn't work I'm scared of what might happen and just to have that just have a crack, have a go the master who says come enter into the happiness of your master I love this stuff I love unlocking my kingdom I love activating you to be part of that I love you receiving the responsibility I love you stepping out and using the gifts and abilities you've got I don't want you scared of me scared of failure I want you to step out in joy at the thought of being activated to unleash the goodness of God in our world. Holy Spirit, I pray today, activate us. Activate us. Activate us. Activate us. Remove every impediment, every handbrake, every block, every part of resistance. So when we hear from God, it just hits the push button. And it's all go with joy and delight. Activate us, I pray, Holy Spirit. Activate us. giving Pastor Steve a really good hand. Great word, eh? Great. Really encouraging, really challenging. I think it sounds, in Steve's uh, language, it sounds like wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. 
God's got stuff for us all to do. It's great. Fantastic. Well, Brent Weaver, is today your last Sunday? It is your last Sunday. Best you come down here, eh? Let's pray for you. If you'd like to come and gather around Brent, why don't you do that now? And if you know him, let's pray for him. Send him on his way with our blessing. It's been great having you around. <laughs> Stand in the middle so people can get around you. Father, I thank you for Brent. I thank you for the call that you have on his life. And Father, I thank you, even in line with what we've heard today, that he's saying yes. And Father, we declare that Brent in the Ukraine makes a difference. That uh, Brent plus you in the Ukraine makes all the difference. And so, Father, we commission him again today. We send him on your behalf, back to the Ukraine, expecting that your hand of uh, favor will be on him, your protection will be on him, your health will be on him, and that he will uh, excel in those things that you've called him to do. And Lord, I ask that as he goes uh, this morning, you would fill him with courage. Father, if there's any of those impediments that are floating around there right now, that they would drop to the ground in Jesus' name. And Father, you would fill him with faith and you fill him with courage and expectation of his, in his mighty God today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, until next time, when we see him, let your hand of protection be over him. Take care of every need, I pray. In the name of Jesus. we've heard uh, this morning I believe the Lord would say to you the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor you mighty warrior God is with you God has gone ahead of you God is in every step you make you mighty man of valor in Jesus name Father we declare these things over Brent and we thank you Lord that every step he takes is a step with Jesus, Lord, that you've got ahead of him and before him, and that, Lord, he knows with confidence that you're with him. Lord, we rejoice with him, Lord, and we release him with our blessing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I get a real sense, Brent, as you go back, I see a picture of you walking, and as you put your feet down and as you take steps, you've got this great... Uh, confidence and expectation about you. It's God's impregnated you with, with this while you've been here. And he would say to you that it's not arrogance. And it's not false expectation. It's, it's faith. And he's used this time to refresh and to impregnate you with expectation in God. So walk boldly and, and walk with that expectation. When you put your feet down, expect, uh, you know, don't, don't withdraw back from it in any way at all. Can I just add that uh, as Brent steps out, that he's not alone, that we are his church family and we go behind him, supporting him, and that although he is over in the Ukraine, we are there with him 
and that uh, we as a church family uh, must, uh, I see a picture of us uh, drawn together and he is one man in body but he is many men in spirit. Brent, I see that you are a man of five talents and you will see the uh, fruit of that five talents. God gives me is an unlocking and an unraveling of things that have previously been blocked to you. And I don't know what that means, but that expectation isn't wrong. That God is going like a picture I have is what are those things called? A scythe cutting the grain. He's making a path for you where there hasn't been a path, and it's a new beginning, and it's a there's a harvest, I guess. Fantastic. Great. Well, don't go anywhere because we've got tradition to uphold here now. So, so we're about to finish this service. Can I please encourage you to be really purposed in your giving as you leave? There's giving stations at each side of the door. There's also the, we continue to receive the faith promises for our missions, global missions and vision offerings. There's green boxes in both the foyers for those. And um, I pray God's blessing as you go. Pastor Steve Graham is speaking again tonight, which is going to be fantastic in the next service, actually. But have a great day. And I pray that you go feeling really encouraged and really um, expectant in God. What I would like to do to finish is we need to form our two rows for Brent. And uh, as he walks down, we're going to pray God's blessing and slap him on the back, but not too hard because you don't want to bruise him as he goes. And <laughs> please don't, he's begging. Cool. Yeah, come and squeeze him. Come on. You need to be a bit closer together. That's the deal. And as Brent walks down, how about you pray the blessing of God, speak the favour of God, speak the blessing of God over him. Pray God's um, grace and wisdom and mercy and favour in Jesus' name. Away you go. Bless you. Thank you, Lord, for Brent. Father, we pray favour on him in Jesus' name. Bless him as he goes back. Keep him safe. Keep him healthy, Father. Everything he puts to hands do. May it flourish in Jesus' name. Father, that those who need to come around him to accomplish what you've seen and foreseen would come around him in the name of Jesus, that we would have great reports of God at work in the Ukraine. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Have a fantastic week.
Check, check. Hello, hello, hello. Let's try the next one. You're a good, good father. <laughs> Sounds all right.
Good morning, Activate Church. How are you all doing? Great. Hey, we're going we're gonna to pray to start the service. So why don't you all stand and pray with me? That'd be awesome. Dear Lord, Lord, we thank you for your church. Lord, we thank you that we can gather together this morning to worship, to honor your name. So Lord, as we come together, Lord, I pray that your spirit falls this morning and impacts every single one of us. Lord, I pray that we are open to you, open to what you speak, open to what you're gonna do, Lord God. And then we respond to that in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you the service. We invite you here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Let's praise our God this morning. Do that. Come on, we're gonna pray! 